Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, I'm Ed. This is the Faith in Kids podcast. We couldn't be happier to be here. We couldn't. I failed to see how I could be happier right now. <laughs> it's just great to be here. It is really good. I actually take myself by surprise. Yeah. Which is perfect, Jam. Yeah. Because that's what we're looking at today. Now, Jam. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk to you mm-hmm. about things that are so surprising. Right. You really find yourself thinking, honestly, that did not happen. So in your family, what would this be? What would the surprises be? So I guess my dad... He worked out to make bread. It needed extra moisture in the oven. So halfway through the cooking process, he threw a cup of water into the oven and it actually blew him backwards. <laughs> wow. And it blew the oven out and it, and it took more than a day to get it lit again. Wow. All of that just because dad thought it would make a nice loaf of bread. Wow. Okay. Big surprises. Okay. Yeah. So those aren't even the ones I'm going to tell you. Oh my goodness. You've got that. I've got even the... more. Wow. I remember the time... Uh, we had friends around for lunch and mum says it's pie for pudding. I thought, great, yeah. all did. Mum cuts into it. She'd taken a meat pie out the freezer. Ooh. Totally warm, yeah. ready to serve with custard ice cream and cream. Yeah. No one wants beef, beef pie. Not steak and kidney and custard. No. Another time... That's not a happy surprise, is it? No, it wasn't yeah. a good surprise. Another... I mean, normally it would be. Like <laughs> half an hour earlier, that would have been a happy surprise, minus the custard. Yes. Yeah. Now, I'm now gently going to make fun of someone. Okay. But we're not going to name them. Right. But I was once in church, and a man walked to the front of church. He stood at the front behind that lectern thing we read from. Yeah. And his trousers fell down. Wow actually fell down that's really funny and i and the problem is you're in church yeah. but it was i i just remember thinking that has just happened yeah a man's trousers the only thing that's as funny as that is everyone trying not to laugh basically <laughs> isn't it and you if it was anywhere except a church you could just laugh could out just loud laugh. never happened on a bus yeah I, and actually we're it would still be funny <laughs> it would still be but funny. the fact that it happens at the front of church <laughs> but it was in front all, of a lot of christians was, who don't want to make the guy feel bad the timing was as if he'd actually just pressed a button <laughs> you know walk to the front Stand at the lectern, stop, deep breath, <laughs> and they went. 
could not have been timed better. Okay, wow. now, Jam, you actually have a surprise from history. For I us. have two surprises from history because when we talked about surprises, I immediately went to history because perhaps my own life isn't surprising enough. Um, but I want to, I want you to guess the surprise. There's an event you might be able to guess it from the name. There's an event in 1620 that's known to historians as the defenestration of Prague. Ah, uh, I know this. What happens? The defenestration yes. means throwing someone out of a window. That's right. And if, to our listeners, you yeah. mustn't do this. You mustn't do in this. Prague or otherwise. Otherwise, exactly. So, but I don't know, Jam. Who who got sent out of a window? There was a there was a meeting between some very important people who were discussing how to rebel <laughs> against the Holy Roman Emperor and two imperial agents arrived and they arrived and they opened the double doors of this meeting that was not allowed to be happening yeah and everybody sort of stood and looked and everyone was a bit embarrassed yeah because they didn't know what to do yeah and the next thing they knew the two imperial agents were effectively thrown out of the window oh i thought they threw someone else out no. there's a much better story there we go yeah two imperial agents who basically <laughs> came to break up the meeting so it's like james bond arrived thrown out of the uh, the the wind the the window was seventy feet up. No, and they landed on what medieval people used to do outside of windows. Yes, um, so they landed on on we'll call it dung. Oh, but they survived. Um, Jam, that story couldn't be better. I know. I know, and I'm always don't want to go on to the next one now. Two imperial agents thrown out of a seventy foot window, yeah. and they survive in by a, landing on poo yeah, in a castle in Germany. Yeah, you have made that up. No defenestration of Prague. Look it up. And the second one is a surprising event at the Battle of Barnet in 1471, where two armies faced each other. Yeah, um, Barnet. But I mean, we're near Barnet. We are near Barnet at time of speaking, very near. Yes. And uh, in 1471, two armies faced each other. And essentially, I mean, historians might quibble my the way I'm describing this. I'm sure they do. It was a very foggy and misty day. Yes. The armies ran at each other <laughs> and they missed. <laughs> so they just sort of, they were, they, it was not a great battle. Um, what do you do after you've run? Everyone was very embarrassed, I think. <laughs> these, are, these are days of chivalry. Presumably, um, each of those soldiers had a family at home who were thinking, I hope, I hope he survives. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, you come back, and how was it, Dad? Well, surprisingly, few people were killed in that battle, but many because it hardly happened. Yeah. Because everyone was sort of like, you know, you're meant to run at each other. That's sort of the you deal. You see, I have so many questions, but it's unfair to ask you, because, like, did they do it again? Did they come back two days later? Uh, they, 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 in a very English way, they, they made the best of it. <laughs> they just thought, well, we're here now. We're having a battle. So let's see this one through. Um, but yes, in the mist and the fog, um, it was it was all very difficult. So unusual. You don't often get armies facing each other and then deciding they really do want to charge at each other and then missing. I thought that was quite a funny surprise. It's, I mean, it's a very peaceful approach to war. Yeah. Don't yeah. actually have a fight. Yeah, just sort of stand there and then run Wait, run past them. In the fog. Yeah. And saying, well, that's yeah. awkward. Make fog, not war. Okay. Nice. Absolutely, yeah. So why are we talking about surprises, Ed? Because, Jam... I am going to confidently say the story we're looking at in the Bible today is the most surprising thing that has ever happened in history. Okay. I think it is more surprising than man landing on the moon, right? the invention of fire, or a man's trousers falling down in church. Oh, that's funny, though. <laughs> it's but, funny. The, in, but in some ways, it's not surprising, is it? No, and that is the incredible twist, Jam, mm. that we're not going to let out the bag yet. But okay. you're absolutely right. The most surprising event in history mm-hmm. that you're exactly right is not even a bit surprising. Yeah. I know. That's worth listening to a podcast for. Um, so we're going to actually read this surprising bit of the Bible in the section that's called... 
Jam reads the Bible. Jam does read the Bible, but before Jam reads the Bible, yes. Ed's going to give us some questions to think about as the Bible is being read by Jam. So, Ed, what have you got? This is very easy. You're simply listening out for how many surprises there are in this story. Wow. Okay. Why don't you have your fingers in front of you? And as Jam reads, you just raise a finger or a thumb and say, bing, when you hear one. Listen out for surprises. Luke 24 verses 1 to 8. You can find it in your Wonder of Easter on page 85 under day 25. Um, or, or in the Bible, the best-selling book in human history. You can probably get hold of a copy. Luke 24 verses 1 to 8. Here we go. Very early on the first day of the week, the women came to the tomb where Jesus' body was laid. They bought the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance of the tomb. They went in, but they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, two men in shining clothes suddenly stood beside them. The women were very afraid and they bowed their heads to the ground. And the men said to the women, Why are you looking for a living person here? This is a place for the dead. Jesus is not here. He has risen from death. Do you remember what he said in Galilee? He said that the Son of Man must be given to evil men, be killed on a cross and rise from death on the third day. Then the women remembered what Jesus had said. So now... What happens? People could get out the wonder of Easter. I'd like you to get out the wonder of Easter. But there are a couple of situations where you might not be able to. And one would be if you're falling 50, 70 feet out of a window. In Prague or otherwise. Otherwise, yeah. Um, that would be... And I want to say, it doesn't matter whether you think there is poo underneath the window. Mm. You shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it. It's never going to end well. Yeah. Although you might be nice and relaxed. Because if you brace yourself, you might hurt, might hurt yourself. So Possibly. Uh, and also, if you're in a battle in the fog yes. and you're about to be attacked, oh, you, you probably could because you're not actually going to get attacked because well, they've gone no, the wrong you, way. You cannot be sure of that, Joe. No, no. You would be reckless to get out of in a battle in a fog. That would be reckless. So, so otherwise... You're, you're good. turning to page 84, yeah. day 25. Mm-hmm. Get chatting in your families. Still with us? It may be that you're not opening up the Wonder of Easter, but you want some questions to talk about based on the passage you've just heard. And in which case, we go to a section called Ed's Got Questions, where I say Ed's Got Questions. So here I go. I'm about to say Ed's Got Questions. Ready, Ed? Yes. Ed's Got Questions. Why don't you just have a quick chat between yourselves? And you know I said, how many surprises can you find? Why don't you just ping around the group of people you have if there are two of you just go back and forth if there are four of you go around in a circle how many times can you ping around with how many surprises you heard that's the first question the second question is if Jesus had already told the women to expect all of this why do you think they were so surprised if Jesus had told them to expect all of this Why were the women so surprised? Have a chat.
Joseph of Arimathea was the one who put Jesus' body in the tomb. He must have paid a lot of money for that tomb, so we've tried to imagine what Joseph did with his empty tomb after Jesus rose from the dead. Good morning, and I'm sorry for your loss, especially at the time of Passover. It should be a happy time. What sort of tomb can I get for you? A small studio or more of a multi-room affair? Actually, I've already got one and I don't want it anymore. Oh, well, we have a number of other tombs available if you'd like to look at this papyrus. Here at Thompson Tombs, we pride ourselves on quality. No, 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 no. I don't want any tomb and no one has died. Well, they did, but they're back. So I'd like a refund. I want my bunny back, please. Sorry, what? A refund for the tomb I bought. The name's uh, Joseph of Arimathea. No, no, I remember who you are. I can't sell a tomb with a body in it. I don't want it back. And what's wrong with it? Was the tomb too small? Too drafty? Too hot? Although none of that should matter, really. No, the tomb was fine. It was actually very nice, as tombs go. It's just... We put Jesus in the tomb. And you rolled across the stone? Yes. I have some customers who can't work out what to do with the stone. What's the massive stone for? And I explain, it's the door. And they say, ooh, and it's all very embarrassing. But this morning, we found the stone rolled away. And now he's alive again. What? Who is? Jesus. But he was the one who had died. I am so sorry. This is really not meant to happen. Thompson's tombs are guaranteed to give satisfaction and... It's okay. You don't need to be sorry. Jesus is alive. Oh, I'd love to talk to this Jesus, this not dead Jesus. Doesn't everyone? I need some customer feedback to find out what went wrong. We are committed to 100% customer satisfaction and we are always keen to learn from our customers. I don't think it's your fault he's alive. He was dead when he went in. Crucified by Roman soldiers. So he was definitely dead. And now he's definitely alive. To be fair, he said this would happen, but none of us could quite believe it. He said this would happen. In one of our tombs. Does he think we're not capable of keeping someone dead in a tomb for three days? This is worse than I thought. If word gets out that our tombs can't be trusted with dead bodies to keep them dead, it'll ruin us. We can't have dead bodies walking out willy-nilly. No, no, I really don't think this is about you. Uh, This is about Jesus. Well, if he leaves us a review, I'd really appreciate it if he could say that it wasn't the tomb that was faulty and that he would definitely use Thompson's tombs for his next burial. Sure. Although he's also talked about ascending into heaven, but there's no way he could really mean that, right? It would be unusual. Maybe I'll keep the tomb, just in case. We're getting towards the end of the podcast now, but what are some things that people can do if they like this podcast? Well, the first thing is, you could honestly think to yourself, what shall I do if I really like this podcast? Is there someone you know? And you could say, you should have a listen. This is better than you may have thought. Yep. Or even it's brilliant. 
Wow. Second good. thing you could do, people tell me that if you listen to things on iTunes, there is a way of commenting on iTunes that makes everyone else realise it's really good. You leave a review on iTunes. Is that it, Jan? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I've never been on iTunes in my life. Okay. So people who can yeah. should leave a review on iTunes. That'd be nice. Uh, the, th- the third thing is, is you could contact us. We have people who are listening in Nigeria and Thailand and Oman. If that's you, we'd love to hear from you. Oh, please tell us. Podcast if, at faithinkids.org if the, you are able to send us an email. And the joy of email is you could live absolutely anywhere in the world. But I happen to know also that since we started, the third most popular place where people listen to us mm-hmm. is a little town in Gloucestershire called Hill. Wow. And do you know anyone who lives in a town called Hill? I don't know anyone who lives in a town called Hill. I don't either. So it's not your mum and it's not my mum. Yeah, what's happening in Hill? So I honestly, and I'm not joking, since we started every week, Hill goes bonkers for us. Wow. So the first two are like London and Bristol. Yeah. Third one, always Hill. Hill in South Gloucestershire. If it's you who keeps listening to us 20 times a week. Yeah. Please contact us. Thank you for listening. And tell us what's happening in Hill. I am minded to visit Hill. I think we might have to go do our first live gig in Hill. (laughs) London, (laughs) Bristol and Hill. Why not do that? Please do contact us. We're at podcast at faithinkids.org. And you can follow Faith in Kids on Twitter and Facebook and... Instagram. Instagram. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have our final thought before our final song. What's, uh, what's your final thought, Ed? It is amazing to think that those women who walked up to the tomb and discovered that Jesus wasn't there, those first people to discover the most surprising event in human history were honestly the most normal women ever you could imagine. And they were the ones God chose to show that Jesus Christ was alive. That's what he is like. He doesn't pick the famous, the big, the impressive. He picks the ordinary like you and me. So next time you feel small, forgotten and unimportant, just tell me now, what do you want to remember? Next time you feel like you're the last person in the world, what are you going to say to yourself? We've got a song now. This is a special, it could even be a world premiere. It's a song that our friend Michael Tinker has just written and recorded, and it's going to come from his brand new album. The song might be called Relentless Love, but it's so new, not even he's sure. Wow, that is new, isn't it? If you want to help him make this album, you need to get along to Kickstarter, where he's raising the money to get recording. The album is going to be called Topsy Turvy in Space. Go to the notes. You'll find the webpage to go to to do that whole donation thing to make Topsy-Turvy Kingdom in Space happen. So there's going to be a music album, but there's also going to be some amazing space adventures, which I'm going to be writing with Michael. So we're going to have fun. What a big happy family we are. We are indeed. So um, so go and find Michael Tinker on Kickstarter. We'll put some links in the show notes for that. And here we go with this brand new song. Which might be called Relentless Love. Or it might not. Chances should we give? How many times should we forgive when someone else has done us wrong? Well, listen as the Savior speaks, explaining holy mathematics for mercy. Flow. 
Does God give? How many times does He forgive when you and I have done it wrong? Well, listen as the Savior says: For every sin, there is more grace. For mercy flows, flows on and on. As far as the east is from the west, so far. I'm just going to say a prayer now to finish. Thank you for joining us to the very end. It's been worth it. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for your perfect, wonderful plan. Every detail was in control. Most of all, thank you that the biggest detail, the most surprising event in human history happened. Our Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead and he is still alive and ruling today. Thank you, Father. Help us to know that however we feel, we are being loved by the living, ruling King. Amen. Amen. Speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Of the grace that shone through his son, of the grace that shone.